Before we get to today's episode of One Shining Podcast, want to promote myself. Yes, that's right. And I'm not going to promote One Shining Podcast, but I am going to promote Through the Ringer on FanDuel TV and on Spotify. You can watch that uh, once a week. It's an hour-long show. Or you can go to the Spotify app, go to the Ringer TV feed, and you can watch myself, Kevin O'Connor, Joe House, all of the, the, the legends that are on FanDuel TV in the Ringer universe. Go do that now. Again, the show is Through the Ringer. Go check it out. And let's get into One Shining Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. On today's episode of One Shining Podcast, I am sitting in my hotel room in Las Vegas, Nevada with our producer, Kyle Crichton, and we survived day one of Summer League, and we're going to give you a little rundown of all the people, all the sights, all the sounds, and all the things that were happening on day one. We'll talk about Wimby versus Miller. We'll talk about Scoot's, Scoot's debut. We'll talk about the Rockets and their core four. We'll talk about my guy, Hunter Tyson. We might even bring up Michael Porter Jr. Who knows? It's a jam-packed show. It's a, it's kind of a dump. You know what I mean? We woke up in the morning. We're not as hungover as you'd expect us to be in Las Vegas. We were professional adults. I'm 30 years old. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm getting my life together. I'm trying to figure it out. So we got a lot of intel. We got a lot of insights. I'm excited to talk about it all. Kyle, anything else before we get into this episode? I do got a wicked headache, but I spent the last <laughs> two days breaking even. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right. Reporting live from Las Vegas in my hotel room at NBA Summer League. I am sitting here and I am looking at producer Kyle. And, uh, you know, we just survived day one of Summer League. It was a long uh, marathon of a day, to say the least. We had um, just a full day of basketball. And before I get into, like, all the facts and figures and everything that we saw at Summer League, I just want to start out here. If you are a fan of basketball... This is the place to be. This is where you want to go. This is like you can walk around the corner and run into Hashim Thabit, right? You can walk around the corner and, oh, my God, there's Darius Miles. You can walk down the street and you're like, oh, my God, who is that? Yes, that's right. It's Jody Meeks. Um, that is NBA Summer League, right? If you're a fan of basketball, it's a bound. It's around you. You feel the energy. And everyone kind of has their guard down. And uh, I think I, st I started to feel that as soon as I took off. First, I left Myrtle Beach, Kyle. I got out of Myrtle Beach. 
survived my flight. Shout out to all the great people at American Airlines getting me safe to Charlotte. Then I flew from Charlotte to Vegas for NBA Summer League. And on my plane, Antoine Jameson, legend, uh, North Carolina legend, Wizards legend, NBA legend. Love Antoine Jameson. P.J. Washington, um, who's trying to figure out his contract with the Hornets. He was also on my flight. As soon as you get the baggage claim, right, there's just basketball players everywhere. And, and I thought one of the coolest moments, as soon as I touch down and I'm waiting for my bag, it's like the Atlanta Hawks Summer League team is standing at a different baggage claim, right? We're at like 13. They're at like number nine. And Jarkel Joyner, um, NC State, Mississippi State guy, he sees P.J. Washington and like a fan would, I mean, I'm sure he knows PJ at some level. He comes over, daps him up. Kobe Kobe Bufkin, uh, first round pick for the Hawks. He comes over, daps up PJ Washington. And it was just a lot of like good basketball vibes and, and basketball people trying to say what's up to each other. Everyone kind of has their guard down. They're willing to engage. They're willing to talk. And that's why I think like the, the top thesis point of all this is if you're a fan of basketball, Go to Summer League. You really will have a great time, especially if your team just drafted someone you really like, like Scoot Henderson, for example. This is the time. Go make it happen. Um, even Kyle. Kyle, right? You were here. You see all this. I mean, we, I started just taking notes on my phone because we kept running into people. Kyle and I, we went to the win, which uh, another little inside fact, if you want to see people go to the win or the encore, they're all there. But we walked in, Kyle. First person we see is Tibbs. Tibbs. I was like, is that him? Because he, he does look like a, a, a very average man. He's just a normal guy. But and that uh, was him. You know, in his his gravelly voice, right? And he's just like, hey, that's a good he, seemed, he was smiling big, though. He seemed like he was enjoying his time. Well, he's a happy guy because the New York Knicks are making moves and, and Tibbs included in the plan. So th that was just the, the first example of like, this is going to be a good time. Um, shout out to Jalen Clark. I know Jalen Clark of UCLA is not playing for the Timberwolves. Obviously had uh, an injury that he's coming back from. I think he just had surgery, but saw him in the baggage claim. Talked to him for a second. Great kid. Pulling for him, excited for him, you know, and that's the other part of summer league, right? You, you can, you can just buy into the hype, and, and when you see guys up close and personal, you can kind of do the airport test, which is one of my favorite tests. Um, and the Hawks have a lot of guys that pass the test, you know what I mean? And uh, he's one of those guys. Um, not Jalen Clark being on the Hawks, but just being around the Hawks. I saw Clark talking to a bunch of Hawks guys, and I'm like. Jalen Clark's going to be a guy who plays in the league. So shout out to him. Wish he was playing this week. Um, talking about legends that we saw walking around, because again, this is facts and figures of Summer League Day One. We saw George Raveling. Um, and if you haven't seen the movie Air, uh, you should go watch it. It's a great movie. But George Raveling, as much as Sonny Vaccaro, who is, uh, you know, played by Matt Damon in the movie, he gets credit for all this. George Raveling was the one that was the Nike guy, the bag man himself that got Michael Jordan to end up signing with Nike really at the end of the day, him and Howard. Um, so seeing Raveling, you know, he's just eating at the same place that Kyle and I are eating brunch. Um, that's just summer league. It's just the vibes. Everyone's around. Everyone's having a good time. And likewise, before you go any further, it's also, it's not only a great time if you're uh, an NBA fan, but I think, I mean, this isn't me. If you're an abnormally tall guy, Right. Another great time to go to summer league. Yeah. You're, someone's going to think you're on the team. I yeah. mean, if, if you're a tall guy who had no hands and had no touch, had no feel, didn't play basketball, was one of those guys that got annoyed when people would say, oh, do you play basketball? And you didn't. Now is the time to capitalize on your height. Yeah, absolutely. Come to summer league. You will find 
a lady of the night. You may find some new best friends. Uh, you may get some free drinks. They may ask you what team you play for. All you have to do is go to NBAstore.com, buy you one of those like warm-up shirts that says, you know, Atlanta Hawks, Minnesota Timberwolves, whatever team you fancy. Maybe something a little bit off the beaten path. Cleveland Cavaliers. Sure, if you're on the older side, you're an assistant coach. Right. You know, they're yeah. going to give me my first shot coaching this week. So, uh, you know. Just got hired like- <laughs> on as a scout for these guys That's working right. hard. Um, video coordinator. Yeah, right. You can be anything here at Summer League. Uh, and shout out to the video coordinator. <laughs> coordinators that are getting bumped up to being coaches on that's the bench. That's a great story. That's that's always fun. And we always point to the Eric Spolstra story, right? He he goes from, you know, the video coordinator crunching tape for Pat Riley back in the day. And obviously now he's one of the best ho- head coaches, if not the best head coach in the NBA. So shout out to him. Um, there's also just like the ra- random like recreational sightings. Like I saw Chauncey Billups, head coach of the Blazers, just with golf clubs, you know, just like walking through, through the casino. Yeah, just walking through the casino, about to go play golf. Um, everyone, like I said, has their guard down. Greg Popovich, um, Kyle and I, you're, you're playing blackjack uh, at B-Bar right there in the wind. Uh, you know, it's like a little video game arcade. By the way, if, I think if you're playing one of those games, you should get comp drinks. That's the old Vegas. The old Vegas yeah. is like, you're gambling, you're good here. MGM does that. Yeah. MGM does that. Shout out. We are at the MGM signature right now. Shout out to them. They take care of you. Um, but they were not doing that there. But it's, you know, you're sitting there, you're playing blackjack. You're like, do we hit? Do we stay? You know, the whole game. Just killing some time. Just killing some time. You know, having a few beers. You know, we're just trying to make it to one o'clock before uh, all the game starts. We weren't recording yesterday, so we were kind of off the clock, even though we were on the clock. But Greg Popovich literally cuts through right behind us. Guys just wearing basketball shorts. He's dressed like Adam Sandler, yeah. Literally. Looks like the the classic like middle schooler that that just got done with basketball practice that's walking, you know, to the bus stop. That was Greg Popovich. Um, and that was on the day that Wimby was going to make his debut for the San Antonio Spurs. And uh teaser, we're gonna get to that a little bit later. But I think I want to start with the biggest headline of Summer League. Um, obviously, like I said, we're just throwing out sights and sounds, facts and figures, people we see, things we've heard. But the biggest story of Summer League. And maybe the biggest rivalry in America right now, and I mean, I guess outside of America, it's international at this point. It, of course, is Britney Spears versus Victor Wimbanyama. Um, there was a lot of uh, that was probably the most shocking headline I have ever seen. Kyle. I mean, we talked about that for like 15 minutes at brunch. <laughs> well, I, I, I can't stop talking about it. And and it won't end. The story won't end. Shout out to Van Lathan. Uh, I, I see he's on the Twitter streets trying to to set the record straight. Um, you know, there was a lot. Victor did an interview um, where he was asked about this. He had his version of the story, right? He says that uh, Brittany, well, he didn't even know who it was, but someone came up behind him um, and grabbed him. The video does leak, which is also another fast, you know, a fascinating facet of this whole thing. You watch the video. Britney Spears runs over and taps him. And then the security kind of backhands. Now, there's a lot of controversy whether his hand hit Britney or her hand hit Britney. You know, it was the classic, like, why are you hitting yourself? You know what I mean? Like that. That's what Victor Wimbanyama's camp is trying to argue, that Britney Spears actually hit herself. That's like me trying to argue my parents that my sister's injury had nothing to do with me. It like, had nothing to do with on. you. Um, And like, you know, Victor, welcome to America, right? I mean, shout out to Britney Spears. She was once a prodigy in the U.S. She knows what it's like to handle that pressure. Obviously, the pressure, um, you know, cracked her at some level, but she's still out here in Vegas. She was obviously excited to see Victor Wimanyama. Someone told her, hey, there's the number one pick. 
And this was the beginning of the Victor era in the NBA. And it starts with Britney Spears and a TMZ video, which I think is maybe the most American thing ever. Like, welcome to America, Victor. This is how things play out. These are how things happen. Um, and I thought the funniest part of the little snippet I saw, she yelled back at Victor after this whole thing in an English accent. <laughs> Like she, what is going on with Britney Spears? I don't know if she was trying to act like she wasn't Captain America, but I think this was a move. I think this was her trying to protect us. <laughs> she knows that Victor's coming here to try to take the GOAT status. He's trying to steal it from Michael Jordan or LeBron James or Kareem, whoever you fancy. And Britney Spears said, nah. As someone who is a prodigy, I will get ahead of this. I will try to fight the good fight. And shout out to the Britney stands, right? The Britney stands. If you go to Victor's, any of his social media pages, these Britney <laughs> fans are going at this man's neck. And it is honestly one of the most insane things I've ever been a part of. Um, we were at the Aria last night getting dinner with KOC and and some of the, the Ringer crew that we had with us. And, you know, you walk right in the Aria, you see Catch, and you're like, that's where the crime happens. Like the, we're, we're at the scene of the crime. You know what I mean? It's like the people that drive to Bundy Street in L.A. to see O.J.'s old house. Right. You know what I mean? It's like that's where Britney Spears reportedly, allegedly tried to attack Victor Wimbanyama. And uh, that was really the lead. Right. I mean, that's what everyone's sure. talking about. And at the risk of pissing off Britney stands, but I really don't want to do that. No, I'm I'm saying I'm, not, I, I'm I, on her side. Sure. She's Captain me, America. Me, I'm not going to really pick sides right now, but I, I'm, I'm picking just gonna, sides. Yeah, you, you go ahead. Um, you've got a larger uh, platform than me, <laughs> but I just would say everything I've seen from her, she's got kind of erratic movements. So I'd, I'd wonder what kind of how she was coming up. Was she doing that dance? Thing? No, she oh, ran. She, she ran. She's pretty. She's got erratic movement. So I could see as a security guy, like, you know, maybe 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 a gut reaction. I don't know. Uh, I just I would just say uh, every every video I've seen of Britney Spears, she's been moving quite erratically. Apparently, so, her security agreed that his security did the right thing. So that's also damning. Um, they were like, that's what you do when someone comes up from the rear. You know what I mean? It was a it was a very like almost like it was an in, innate move. You know what I mean? It was like if you're a security guy. You see someone. I mean, if I don't know if she was barefoot, that's but what I was going to ask in you. my head, she's barefoot in my head. She is barefoot. So it's like swirling. A, a crazy woman with her hair like a hornet's nest, barefoot running behind Victor, who's going to catch. And then he, you know, again, we don't know if his hand hit her or it was her hand. They're arguing both sides of this. The fact that the Victor's first press conference before he plays in Summer League was about Britney Spears <laughs> is insane. I don't know who had that on the bingo card, but shout out to them. Um, they made something happen. It was magical. Um, and I think that was the kind of lead into the weirdness of the day because it was a very, um, you know, interesting day because the buildup was Victor Wimbanyama, Brandon Miller, the number one pick playing the number two pick at six o'clock Vegas time. Everyone was fired up. I mean, we got to the gym about two hours before and you walk into Thomas and Mac. So at Summer League, there's two gyms. There's the Cox Pavilion. There's Thomas and Mac. Thomas and Mac is the big gym where UNLV plays. Obviously, we, we know that. But the place was packed like for the game prior, Scoot Henderson playing the number four pick, Amin Thompson, which was the best game of the day. We can talk about that a little bit. But before they even tip two hours before, the gym is completely packed for Victor Wimbanyama. I'm not sure he, I mean, I'm sure in Europe and EuroLeague, he's played in front of insane crowds. Obviously they do because, you know, the, the Euro crowds, as we know, are um, a little bit unhinged. But this was the craziest summer league crowd I've ever seen. Again, I was here in 2019 with Zion. It was a frenzy, to say the least. John Moran also playing in that summer league. But this just felt different. It felt like everyone was trying to be a part of history. 
get a piece of history. Um, there was this whole weird pop culture clash leading up to it where now Victor is like in the zeitgeist of American pop culture. Like if you watch entertainment tonight, you're like, even if you don't want to know anything about basketball, you now know Victor Wimbenyama. So it was a, it was a whole lot of hoopla going into this moment in time. And then the game itself, Kyle, just a fart noise, just a, just a total dud. Um, it was so bad. I Irish exited. the game. You left. <laughs> Kyle. Kyle was so over it that he was like, "I'm just going to go back, get my affairs get my in order, merch, get my merch and bounce." Right. You got a nice T-shirt for <laughs> your wife. Great husband. Um, great husband moved there. But yeah, you were out. Um, Brandon Miller hit his first three, and you know Victor Wibanyama. Shout out to him. He's guarding Brandon Miller from the jump, and I liked it because I'm like, "This is what you want your number one pick to do." He's like trying to show, "Hey." I'm I'm taking this personal. I'm going for this matchup. Miller hits a three. Victor Wimbanyama can't get the ball, like can't dribble the basketball to open this game. Very nervous. I think he was worried about the fans or the Britney stands that could be in the fans. I don't know. He looked a little spooked by the moment early on. Miller hits the three. Hornets come back down. Miller has Victor in front of him again. Little jab step. Get some space. Heat check three, Kyle. There's no Hornets fans in the building, by the way. The MC, like before the game starts, he's like, uh, you know, let me hear it, Hornets fans. And it's crickets. No one says anything. I don't even say anything because I'm like, <laughs> I, I I don't want to be the face of this. Sure. Then they say, let's hear it for the Spurs fans. And then the crowd goes insane. But Brandon Miller has a heat check moment. And something in my heart was like, this is, this is the turn. This is when Brandon Miller rewrites history. He says... Even though he, you watched the California Classic and you watched him get double team and you watched him foul out and you watched him, you know, the internet call him a bust. He's about to turn it. He's about to flip the coin on these people's heads. Heat check. I stand up. I'm like, this is money. Hits the side of the backboard. I collapse just like Hugo the Hornet. And the rest of the game from there, I mean, the Spurs pulled Victor out of the game early. Miller comes out of the game early. The 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 air that was in the building, the juice, whatever you want to call it, completely deflates. And it was over with. And it was this, it was the strangest, it was almost stranger than Britney Spears tapping him on the shoulder. You know what I mean? The fact that there was this huge, you know, lead up to it. You got Popovich in the building. You got J. Cole there supporting the Hornets. Shout out to my homie Boss sitting next to J. Cole courtside. Mitch Kupchak sitting courtside. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar sitting courtside. courtside. Bill Simmons and Ben, ben Simmons. Simmons. Not that Ben Simmons, but our Ben Simmons sitting courtside. Um, and it just felt like, it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't supposed to be this epic moment. And I mean, Victor had his first basket he scored was an and one, but it was like the ugliest, like uh, just a little like a Mason Plumley and one where it's just like throws it up left handed, hits the backboard and it goes in. Um, the greatest moment for American fans and Britney stands was the Kai Jones uh, poster that he put on Victor. Um I'm not too down on Victor. I know it's funny to call him Brichter or say he looks like a bust and all this sort of stuff, but it was a massive environment. It really was. And I feel like he's 19 years old. Um, I know we always made that joke about Jason Tatum, but, but on the other side of it where you're just like, he's just 19. You know, it's like Victor is just 19 years old and it was a big moment. It was a big spot. It was uh it, it was something to behold, but again, it was not this. Uh, it was not this big game, this great basketball affair that we all hoped it would be. If anything, it was a bit of a letdown. Um, I would say it was a bit of a drag, to be quite honest. And Brian said something on his podcast that I thought was just well said. I'm sure it's not really that crazy to hear, but he's like, I don't ever let summer league like 
influence opinions of a player. I only right. let it confirm. So if like I thought this guy was great and he played great, great. And if I thought this guy was not going to do well and it seems like he just can't hack it, uh, then that's fine. But he's not going to be like Victor Wembanyama, you know. But I mean, bust is nobody's even thinking that. But no, like, of course. But nobody's gonna be like, oh, did you see Summer League? Like, that's that's not how I think like informed NBA people view Summer League. And Summer League is like, uh, it, it's more of a tinkering, if anything. And I like that they, you know, the Spurs, the entire team, like the two best players on the Spurs, neither one of them was, you know, Victor Wimbanyama, right? The, the best player on the Spurs was Julian Champigny, our guy. Um, they mispronounced his name on dude, the uh, on the PA. What is going on with these NBA people? Let, let me let me just take a little tangent here. Um, the the house microphone guy is calling him Julian Champagny, which is ridiculous. And then I'm talking to some NBA people um, later on in the evening, and they're like Julian Champagny, and because it does look like, like it's that. spelled like champagne, like they're like, that. and then even the the NBA summer league, the the social media guys like pop some champagne. And I'm like, no, what is going on with these NBA people? Learn how to pronounce his name. It is champagne. We love he's Julian. American, right? We like to we, we St. John's legend. Yeah. Kyle. OK, St. John's legend. Shout out to Rick Pitino. If I could bring it back to Rick Pitino, I will <laughs> shout out to the Rictator. But um, Julian Champagne. Put some respect on his name. In the words of Birdman, put some respect on his name. Pronounce his name properly. I wanted to be the in-house mic guy. I, I was actually throwing a fit up there because of the disrespect. And then the second best player on the Spurs was Malachi Branham, um, who ended up starting at the end of the year for the Spurs. Uh, I thought when he came out of Ohio State, he was going to be a surefire um, really good player in the league. He's a three-level scorer. I think he's getting his confidence. So if, if you're a fan of what the Spurs look like or what they will look like in the future, those two guys are the ones that you're like, okay, I'm glad Victor has these, these types of players around him. When they interviewed Champagne after the game, he was like, we're just trying to get Victor in the fold. You know, we're trying to be patient. Um, you know, it'll all be fine. It'll all work out. So it, it it was one of those things where it was all about Victor, but if you actually watch the game, it was kind of about Branham and Champigny. And I even like Sissoko, uh, CD Sissoko, who was the, the 44th pick second rounder, G League igniter. So he probably felt comfortable playing in Vegas. Um, but Victor was uncomfortable the entire game. It was the best I've seen Brandon Miller so far. Um, I, I was, needed that. <laughs> I needed that. I needed that. I, he didn't shoot the ball well, but he talked to his teammates. Like one of my big things, um, I know Kevin Garnett used to always talk about this is just like communication. Right. And it's dumb, but it's also true where you just like, hey, book, you know, switch. Hey, good. You know, good shot, boy. You know, all this sort of stuff. And I saw Miller mic'd up and it just felt like he was more engaged in this game. It felt like he kind of, you know, took an onus on the defensive end to show up a little bit. It's also insane that he's six foot nine and next to Victor, he looks small which is, uh, you know, a credit to Victor. He is the slender man. I don't know what Victor's nickname should be. I'm trying to figure that out. Um, you know, you and I were talking about this. I mean, Slim Reaper is open. KD said he doesn't want it, but I don't think Victor wants it either. I don't know. I don't know what we're looking for there. I mean, Wimby seems to be the 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 word and the the nickname that we're going with because people can't pronounce his name. Look, you can't hide from me. I know who you are. You can't say Wimbenyama. And it's okay. I mean, Stephen A. Smith, shout out to Stephen A. Smith. He doesn't even try anymore. He's just like that guy from France, you know, that bust from France, says Stephen <laughs> A. Smith. Um, but, you know, that game was the dud. The real star and the real, you know, best version of, you know, Summer League basketball was the game prior. And that was uh, the Rockets and the Blazers. We're going to take a quick break and I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about Jabari Smith Jr., who was a star of Summer League. Talk about some of the other highlight players from the day. And then we'll do some shout outs at the end. 
This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. All right, and we're back. And again, like I said, the, the real best game of the day, the real star of the day, was it's always good to be, uh, you know, a guy that people come away with and they're like, I'm a fan. And if you're the number three pick either in the 2022 draft or the 2023 draft, you're feeling really good about yourself or the 1984 draft. If you're Michael Jordan, because he really doesn't seem to, you know, he's like, I'm good with this. You know, maybe I paid the, the Blazers back. But Scoot Henderson is a grown man, folks. And uh, if you didn't watch him in summer league, he ended up getting a, a shoulder injury. They're, they're getting an MRI on him. He didn't end up playing the fourth quarter. But Scoot Henderson was running pick and roll like Chris Paul running pick and roll. You know what I mean? And the guy is 19 years old. He, he looked like a seasoned vet out there. And weirdly, I know that they're on the same team right now, but it kind of reminded me, uh, I mean, not the scoring at the same level, but it reminded me of Dame Lillard when Dame was in Summer League in 2012. And, you know, Dame was the Summer League co-MVP. Everyone was going to be talking about Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, right? That was the conversation. You know, just won a championship, National Player of the Year. But Dame Lillard was kind of the one that got people going, oh, this guy's going to be legit in the NBA. Now, obviously, he's a top 75 player. Scoot Henderson looks the part. He, uh, th- there is no concerns. You talked about Rosillo talking about a confirmation, right? That we are confirmed, checked, verified. Scoot Henderson is going to be a player in this league. I think he's going to be a really, really good player in this league. Um, the Blazers are, are an interesting team, right? I mean, Shaden Sharp, he almost killed Jay Huff, one of the most monstrous dunks I've seen live. Um, like I said, this was the fun game to watch. And the Rockets, on, on the flip side, so the Rockets Blazers are playing. You got number three pick playing the number four pick, uh, Amin Thompson. But the number three pick from last year, Jabari Smith Jr., this guy puts up 33 points in this game. And the Rockets had four starters potentially playing in this game, which is, uh, you know, a, a fascinating wrinkle. I, I think, you know, we were watching the third quarter and they were down and it was kind of my knock on them. I'm like, these guys got Tari Eason, who I really like Tari Eason. I think he's a guy who can start in this league, especially for this Rockets team. Uh, you got Jabari Smith Jr., who is, I think, the best player, 20 years old. I think he's going to be a fran- franchise guy potentially for Houston. I know Jalen Green is already there, but you might be looking to shop Jalen Green if you got a guy like Jabari Smith. And then you got two other guys, um, you know, that that are potential starters. Cam Whitmore. Let's give him the Deion Waiters Award because this guy, he is he has not seen a pass 
that he likes, and he has not seen a shot that he does not like yet in Summer League. I was happy for Cam Whitmore. I think he kind of needed to, to get those demons, uh, you know, uh, off his back a little bit. So that was fun to see. I thought that was a nice, um, you know, he, he had a pretty solid game. I mean, they had four guys that were double digits that, like I said, that could be potential starters for them in this game. And then at the end, Jabari Smith Jr. hits a three-point shot. It was a lot of, um, the referees were trying to get the game over with because Wimby's waiting in the tunnel, right? They're, they're trying to get People it. People were for, pointing him out. It's like, oh, there's a, there's top of his right. head. The, there. the crowd's like, please get this game over with. And then Jabari Smith Jr., like I said, number three pick in the 2022 draft, hits a game-winner, game-winning three, runs over to the end of the court celebrating um, our guy, Bill Simmons, Ben Simmons, sitting right there for the moment. That was awesome. Uh, sitting courtside, got to see Jabari Smith Jr. And I think that Scoot Henderson, despite the shoulder thing, um, and I didn't mention Amin Thompson. I thought he looked great as well. Obviously, the number the number four pick in the 2023 draft. So the, those are your four stars for Houston. But when Jabari Smith runs down there, celebrates, just hits the shot, it just felt like this was the moment. This is kind of the star of the day. Uh, if we're giving a belt for Summer League, Jabari Smith Jr., you got it. You won it. You did it. Um, and it, it was just like a great basketball moment. And the funniest part about all of it, it was that the NBA was trying to like get it over with. You know what I mean? They're like, get this game out of our face. Let's get ready for Hornets Spurs. This is going to be the primetime game. And that game was the biggest dud ever. And they had this magical, awesome, magnificent moment at they the end. They kind of shuffled along. There. And they were just like, get it out of here. You know, I don't want to see this. So um, if you're a Houston Rockets fan, I think you should feel encouraged. I think Ime Udoka is a good basketball coach. I can't speak to anything else outside of the basketball part of it. But I think with this young core, I think they have a lot of upside. Shout out to Singoon, who was there watching. Shout out to Jalen Green that was there watching for the Rockets. Um, I like their young core. I really do. And Jabari Smith showed me a lot there. And uh, I know a lot of people are saying it's summer league. Who cares? But I like that one Jabari Smith wanted to play in summer league. Um, I like two that he is actually playing with a level, uh, a sense of urgency. That's what you want from someone like that. I mean, he's a legit star. Um, so I, I just left that game and I'm like, I'm a fan of what Houston's doing in Las Vegas. I like their core four. Let's give them their flowers. Um, the Blazers, like I said, with Scoot, with Sharp. You can see it, um, and you know that the, they they really they really are going to be in a good spot moving forward if they can figure out how to get Dame to Miami because Dame obviously is trying to go to Miami. We all know that. So that was the main game of the day. I want to talk about uh, some of the other stars of the the first day of summer league, and I got to start with our guy Grady Dick. Um, we get to summer league, we get in the building. Like I said, we're about two hours before the Victor game. We did see him that morning too. Uh, when we were walking, we saw the whole Raptors, uh, the entire Raptors team. Yeah. And Grady Dick shaved a little facial hair he had going. Um, he was wearing just like a white t-shirt. He was walking with the team. You know, the, the funniest part about summer league too, is like, there's guys here that are mercenaries. And then there's, um, you know, teams that are trying to get their young guys to befriend each other and actually like lean into the idea of being a team. And the Raptors seemingly look like a team. They're all walking together. And you contrast that with our guy, Brady Manic. Brady Manic, who had a great day, by the way, 
just knocking down threes. Brady Mannix walking around Summer League with his Atlanta Hawks jersey tied to his book bag Alone. like he's in middle school. He's wandering. He's wandering around. I think by the fourth time, you were like, if I see him again, we're going to be friends with him because oh, he needs a friend. <laughs> no, I, I was like, if we see Brady again, I'm going to literally go up to him like, come with us like for the rest of the time. Like, we got you. Because I, I, I'm like one of those people that uh, like in, in any at any level of my life, I mean, even when I was like in kindergarten, if there was like someone out by themselves, I wanted to like bring them into the fold, you know? So I saw Brady... I'm like, you know, warms my heart. Want to help him out. But uh, like I said, th that's the difference. It's like you got mercenaries and you got team. The Raptors are a team. And, you know, Grady Dick, I wouldn't say I was wowed by Grady Dick's playing, but I was uh, wooed by the idea that we got to watch Dick play in Cox Pavilion. I thought that was funny. I thought that was a nice, like, little wink, wink by the NBA. They're like, we want the headlines. We want the funny tweets. We want it all to happen. And Hog was out there too, but it's really Hogue, right? It's really Hogue, yeah. I mean, there was well, a lot. You got of, Dick and Cox. I mean, you might as well have a Hog. Well, we had there. Kyle Mann on the show in our last episode when we did the primer, and he was talking about Hog and Dick being out there together. And then you know, a lot of you know people were going at my Nick. It's Hogue. It's Hogue. We know it's DJ Hogue. But for the for the sake of the joke, folks, let it be. Um, and for the sake of March Madness and college basketball, let's tip our cap to Marquise Noel because Marquise oh, Noel. Um, had Good a great, see. great debut in summer league. Looked the part. He had a few, few turnovers, but it was because Dalen Terry, shout out to Dalen Terry out of Arizona, was picking him up full court and is also six foot six, six foot seven. So that's a tough matchup for anyone five seven, five eight. And, and he other, looked every bit of five seven, five eight out there. He looks, he looks small out there, but he also looked like he was in control. Um, he had a couple moments where you're just like, that's just a savvy play, and that's what we saw in March. So Marquise Noel was a winner of the day. Joe Wieskamp out of Iowa. Um, I wish the shot looked a little bit better, but I still believe in Wieskamp. So I, I was happy to see him playing for the Raptors. Him and Grady Dick together was kind of a funny little one-two punch there. Dick, though, is not afraid of the moment. He was driving hard to the basket. He also has a good whistle. And as we know in the NBA, if you have a good whistle on your side, anything is possible. I know Monte Ellis used to complain about this all the time, talking about other guards. He's like, if I got calls like them, I would be this, this, and that. Um, so, you know, Grady Dick, he has the officials on his side. It was fun to see him in person. Um, and then there, you know, watching the game, we got our boy, the Michael Porter Jr. mystery that is now solved. He's sitting courtside, and the new mystery of Michael Porter Jr. is what color is his hair? We do not know. Is it orange? Is it blonde? Is it red? Is it? Uh, we don't know. He's watching Jonte, his brother, um, and then he, the Nuggets were playing in the next game after that, so we'll talk about that. But um, seeing him there was hilarious. DeMar DeRozan, uh, before the offseason, DeMar said to the media, if you're under 23, you're working out with me all summer. He has come through with that, um, and he was sitting courtside, and uh, Pat Williams was there, former Florida State kid. I think Pat Williams has a bright future in the league, so shout out to DeMar DeRozan and being Alex there. And Caruso, come on. And Caruso, the Caruso. Shout out to him as well. I, I forgot about Caruso being there. Obviously a fan favorite, but that's, again, it goes back to the original you know thesis statement of this show. If you're a fan of basketball, you're going to see people wandering around, sitting courtside, supporting players, chopping it up. You can, you know, get some little fun storylines, you know, try to pick up on who's talking to who and that sort of stuff. But I like the Bulls camaraderie as well. I know I mentioned the Raptors, but I, I think the Bulls and that Raptors game, that was a fun one. Um, and now I want to talk about the defending champs. I Before just want to we do, can I yeah, just please. say that was the that was the game. I mean, we watched like three or four games yesterday. That was the one where I was really like, oh, these guys aren't really trying to win this game. They're trying to be like, look what I did in this game. Right. And the that was the one where it seemed like, like, you know, 
Brady was or Grady was chucking, chucking. Um, yeah. And it was just a lot of a lot of those. Like I saw Sonogo was trying to get it going. Shout out to like, Sonogo, yeah, MOP. He was taking some shots. Maybe he wouldn't have taken in a real game, but it, that that of all the games, that's the one where it was like everyone's like, "Yeah, I gotta I gotta have to do something here and rather Son- than win this game." Sonogo showed us something. I think we forget when it comes to like college and the NBA. There is a distinct difference in the three point shot of college and the three point shot of the NBA. Just the the amount of effort that it takes to get the ball to the rim. Because we remember in the tournament, Sonogo hit all those threes and it was kind of like game over um, when they, you know, they were just like, you take these shots and then boom, he hit them. Um, in summer league, it looked like it was a lot more effort to shoot threes, even though they were giving him the threes. So that was that was an interesting wrinkle to see. But Sonogo looked good. I, I think, uh, you know, his feet are the question. Can he have quick enough feet to actually be a big in the league? But it was good to see him. Shout out to all the UConn fans. Um, speaking of UConn, shout out to Jordan Hawkins of the Pelicans. Had a great debut. I thought he looked really good. First round pick, obviously, for the Pelicans going down to New Orleans where his cousin, Angel Reese, playing for LSU. They're they're both going to be in the bayou together. That's going to be fun. But he had a nice debut. Andre Jackson Jr., um, I hate to report this because, again, I'm a Peyton Watson guy, but Peyton Watson got blocked by Andre Jackson once. And then ball goes up the court, turnover happens. Peyton Watson is basically cherry picking, thinking he's going to get an easy dunk. Andre runs back down and swats him again. Uh, it was a great double block moment. Um, so the Yukon Huskies, the national champs, look good in their debuts uh, of summer league. So that was good for college basketball. We love to see that. My guy Hunter Tyson on the Nuggets, by the way, um, who I flagged before this on our little primer that I was excited to watch. He had a great debut, looked the part. Looks like the richer getting richer for the Nuggets, um, and Hunter Tyson is one of those guys who's the face of it. So I really, I really appreciated his effort. Um, another team, another guy I wanted to shout out because you know Andre Jackson on the Bucks, Nico Mannion. Um, we always talk about guys that kind of come out of the woodwork at summer league, where you're like, oh my god, I forgot about that guy. Nico Mannion, Arizona legend, um, you know, obviously got a chance with the Warriors, but didn't get a a real shot with the Warriors, in my opinion, but had a huge dunk on first round pick Julian Strother, Nuggets first round pick. And uh, that was one of the biggest highlights of the day um, outside of like the sharp dunk and the Kai Jones dunk. The Nico Mannion dunk is up there. So I wanted to shout him out, give him some love. Um, There was some good basketball all around um, and also some ugly basketball, as I mentioned. And, you know, I I have to tap my chest and and say the Hornets are part of the problem. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, we are the full problem, but we are part of the problem. There's no doubt about that. Um, but, you know, thank God Jake Cole's a minority owner. Jay, thank God Jake Cole's willing to sit courtside and try to support our team. Um, I want to shout out a few more just uh, people that we ran into. Uh, Jared Dudley and Sean Sweeney. The Mavs, uh, Jared Dudley is coaching the Mavs summer league team out here. Sean Sweeney, assistant coach for the Mavs, friend of the program, was a huge GM Street fan. If you are a fan of The Ringer and you remember my show with Michael Lombardi that we did years ago, um, Sean Sweeney always used to tap into that show and him and Lombardi go way back. So Sean's always been a great guy, always been a you know a nice basketball confidant. So I ran, uh, I saw these guys from like a, a distance when we were at B-Bar and I just sprinted down and I think I scared both of them um, cause they thought I was Britney Spears, but I was not Britney Spears. I was not, I was not trying to tap them on the shoulder. Um, but it was funny because when UConn won the championship, Sean called me with Dudley and they're like, is UConn a blue blood? You know? So I, we had a little, a little like follow-up conversation on that. Shout out to UConn. I'll let you guys call yourself blue bloods. You're the champs. You can do what you want. I, I don't really, I, I am not going to gatekeep. Um, but we all know who the five blue bloods are. Just look at the wins. But uh, but you guys can have that moment. But 
Dudley and Sean Sweeney, shout out to them. They were great guys. Great to see them in person. Ty Jerome, by the way. Those are the only two guys you ran after. That was the whole thing. It was like, do I do I let this pass? Do I not? But like when it's guys that you know will be like, oh yeah. Instead of like yeah. guys it, that you'll have to be like, remember that one time when we were both in Arizona or something? Yeah, it's it's much better when they're not freaked out by it. Um Ty Jerome was borderline freaked out by it. But luckily, you know, he, he gave he, his fiance the nice compliment. Yeah, right. Softened the walls a little bit. Yes, right. I, I went personal, right? Sometimes you gotta go personal, say that. You, you you support what's happening there with the fam. Shout out to Ty sitting with all the Cavs guys. I thought the Cavs were another team. When you talked about the camaraderie, they were all supporting them. I like I like what the Cavs have done in the offseason. And shout out to Ty Jerome. We asked him to come on the show. Um, he politely declined. He politely declined. He said he's not going to do any media. And then uh, after I chased him down in person, uh, I didn't even ask him because I'm like, I, I just could see in his eyes. He's like, I hope he's not going to ask me to come on the show. <laughs> um, so we're going to let Ty Jerome have a nice week. You know what I mean? That That's our big plan. Um, but yeah, those were, those were some good sightings. And then uh, circling back on the airport test, Scotty Barnes. Man. That guy passes the airport test. I think uh, he, we saw him walk by, what, like 15 times? I don't know what he was looking for. He and Brady Manick. He was were, looking for Brady Manick. <laughs> yeah, I think Brady Manick were trying to link up. Uh, maybe they were missing each other's calls and texts. I don't know. But Scotty Barnes, and maybe he knew that I was doing the airport test. Actually, this is probably the, uh, this is like the concourse or the hotel test. I don't know what you're going to call it. But he walked by us so many times. And I just, every single time, I'm like, this guy. This guy looks the part. He looks like a superstar. And obviously we know Scotty Barnes is uh, six foot nine and, you know, long, lanky and legit. So uh, shout out to him. Great to see him. Um, had a great dinner last night, by the way, uh, with with our guy KOC. Had a nice little like, um, you know, he he was he got French onion soup and it was bad. And he was like, this is not good. You know, he stuck every, his neck. The table turned on him. They were like, what are you talking about, guy? Because we all got French onion soup. Too. And you guys liked it. Of course. Yeah. And he was comparing the French onion soup to Killian Hayes. He was like, I had so much excitement and under delivered. Um, and, and, you know, that shout out to KOC. The guy, he's the nicest guy in the world. And he also he's got no thoughts. He's got thoughts, but he also likes to he, he's willing to make fun of himself. And uh, I am also in that camp. I'm willing to make fun of myself. That's what you're supposed to do in this business. Um, and it's always fun that way. So we had a we had a great dinner, great time, great first day in Vegas. Um, shout out to the friends of the program, by the way. We had a couple friends of the program while we were at B Bar come up to us and and just, you know, do the classic, like, I don't want to interrupt you guys as if we are, you know, NBA players or whatever. And we're like, you can interrupt us. Uh, we are literally sitting here drinking 805s and Kyle's playing blackjack and he is, you know, got $15 right now. And we're trying to look up how to count cards. Um, so you, you can you can go mess with us uh, and you can say hello. We had a we had a few people do that um, at the hotel and then at the arena. Uh, took a couple pictures. Uh, people were very kind. Um, they they wanted to talk about the show. They wanted to engage. And uh, I just want to remind people: I understand that we are not uh, we are not doing rocket science over here. We understand that as well. But we really are uh, friends of the program um, with you. We are all in this together. We love the game of basketball. We love talking about it. We love engaging. We love being a part of the conversation with you and for you. Um, and it's really nice when you see people, right? Because sometimes you're just talking into the void, you feel like. And it's nice to see people in real life say, hey, appreciate the show. Had some nice. I was in the you'd already Irish at this point. Yes. Um, and look, 
I, I am an Irish exit god. I that, knew you. I knew you. You wouldn't be able to say a goddamn thing to me. I I will never ever call <laughs> anyone out for Irish exiting ever. Um, as someone who is an Irish god himself, I I think it's one of those things where it's just in my blood to do it. So you did it, and you the, called me, and you were like, "Where are you?" And I and I told you, I was like, "I'm in a car. I'm going home. I'm just going to charge up and whatever." And you you didn't you weren't like, "Oh man," you were just like, "Okay, yeah, perfect." That sounds. That That's what you're legit. supposed to do. That's what you're, if you're ready to go somewhere, do not feel like you owe anybody anything. Yeah. Because you only owe yourself. And if that's how you feel, you can leave. So Kyle had already left. I'm in the Uber line. These Lakers fans come up to me and they're just like, we love the pod. You know, where's where's nephew Kyle? And I realized you're kind of like, uh, I don't wanna, I don't know what, I don't know, maybe celebrity is the word, but it's, you're more like a, uh, you're a force in these streets, you know, Kyle. <laughs> People want to see you. They want to know what you're doing. And I told these guys, I was like, Kyle just Irish because he was too drunk. And these guys, like, they're oh, like, that's awesome. they're knee slapping. <laughs> like, they like you know, as if I'm Jerry Seinfeld. I'm like, oh, man, these guys just love Kyle. And they wanted to see you. So shout out to those guys. I almost guys. think it's Very better kind. when those guys don't see me. Of and course. They, they don't get, you know, they they, they don't get uh, underwhelmed or, you know, never meet exactly. heroes. So I it, think it's it, better when, and it ah, grows. he was just here. I was taking a shit. You just it, missed it. Right. Him. The <laughs> mystery grows. You know what I mean? And and that's what people want. You're like Bigfoot. You know what I mean? They're just like, yeah. the, the, the less you see and the more you hear. The yeah, better it is, right. and uh, and that was that was a great moment. Um, and then just for the Lakers, last thing, Max Christie, uh, Michigan State guy. I thought he came out too early, but he looked really good last night. And uh, Yovan Buha, Lakers beat reporter, we talked to him and saw him last night. Um, he was saying that you know Max Christie had a great. You know, we didn't really even watch that game. We were at dinner, the Warriors Lakers game, but Christie looked good in that game. Shout out to those Lakers fans because they told me. Uh, after we got done, you know, after they got done laughing about you, they were like, Max Christie, Max Christie. And I was like, those poor guys, you know what I mean? Like they, they, they are not going to have a great night. And it turns out they did. So shout out to them. Um, Kyle, anything else? Before? Do we dare shout out Michael Rubin? Or do you think that would uh, jinx us? I'm worried. I, cause, uh, <laughs> so yeah, one last thing. So there is a, there is a party. I don't know if, if you didn't see this, Michael Rubin is a former minority owner of the Sixers, but the owner of fanatics, he has a big white party. Party at July 4th, which um, I don't, I don't want to say this, but I think I have to cultural appropriation um, because Diddy is when I think of white party, I think of Puff Daddy. You know what I mean? I'm comfortable saying the words white party together. I, anyways, I don't like but. it, especially when it's a white person that is throwing the party. But it is what it is. Like, yeah, I think sure. it, I think it was cooler when Diddy did it. I'm not going to lie, but but. <laughs> He throws. Hey, maybe a, you need to just chill out if oh, we want to go to this. Party. Oh, that's right. <laughs> cut that. Cut that. Um. So we we got Michael Rubin's party tonight, Saturday night. Well, we've allegedly got it. Shout out to JJ Bombs, John Jastrzemski, who has uh, helped facilitated this whole thing because we would never be even in this conversation without without JJ, who's going to the All Star MLB All Star Game in Seattle. So I hope they have a great trip. But he's the one that set this all up. He puts me on an email. Um. There's no attachments. So there's no tickets in the in the it's just an email. Uh-huh. And I there's no way that I show up to the door with an email. And and I'm so <laughs> terrified. One, I don't know the dress code. Two, I'm terrified of showing up to the door and getting denied. You know what I mean? I'd rather just never go to the door sure. than to get denied. But, but it, on the heels of this this massive party that just happened, you you gotta wonder who's gonna be there. What who's gonna be there? What's it gonna be like? Yeah. So you know, I feel like we have to go, but yeah, I don't feel good about walking up there with an email. I, I'm and a not plus one. That's a dude. I, don't I know, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. But I'm hoping that because we're media and Michael Rubin wants it to be covered, and you know, you're the producer of Bill Simmons and Ryan Rosillo and, and One Shiny Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, last we're number three. <laughs> we're holding up the back end. I'm literally the guy that's like popping the champagne. That meme, you know what I mean? When he's like fired up to be number three. Um, 
That is, uh, my hope is that they fall in love with the idea of the coverage um, from the ringer side of things and they let us in. But yeah, we have no tangible ticket. We allegedly, I allegedly have a plus one. Um, Just a dollar and a dream out here. I don't know. Uh, yeah, and hopefully J. Cole is there because I do know some of the Dreamville guys and I've met Cole a couple times. So I'm hoping that it, maybe there's a world in which I just try to finesse the situation and, I, and I'd and i pull the what I did with Jared Dudley and Sean Sweeney and I run after him. I'm like, Cole, yeah. Cole, Cole, <laughs> please. And, and, then, and then his security smacks me in the head and then I'm Britney Spears. <laughs> Uh, oh man full circle. Nice. it's a it's a full circle moment but yeah if we do go to this party we're going to be doing a show with um kyle man sunday night recap and if we do go to this michael rubin party you and i will do our own little recap and we'll we'll let kyle man be our uh was this okay you know kind of <laughs> sure. like our you know like try to be our moral compass quality on what control happened. guy here yeah. right right so that that's our plan um, we got Zach Collins coming on through the ringer, uh, FanDuel TV show. We're, we're interviewing him later today. Kobe Brown from Missouri is supposed to come on the show. So um, if you like either one of those guys, go check out through the ringer. Um, this is one shining podcast. We are live from Las Vegas at summer league. Kyle and I will hopefully be at Michael Rubens. Do we wear black tonight? Like, like, I don't even know. I we gotta figure out the dress code. Is, but is the only person we could ask John Jastrzemski? I think I gotta no call idea. JJ and be like, dude, give me some, give me some more intel, some uh, more info. Um, apparently, also like Michael Rubin is taking tickets away from people. I know, which is why I don't think it's good for us. I hope, I hope to God that uh, they just don't. I hope that like it was a mistake. The yeah, yeah, right. They were just like, we didn't see this, but they are on the list, so oh, we have shit, to let your them name in. is on this list, right? right. I guess you can come. I in. guess you can come in. <laughs> um, and if they say like plus ones are only wives and girlfriends, we're just gonna have to. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to find a ring. Well, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. <laughs> yes. We're gonna have to get in there and make it happen. You're gonna have to find you a ring. To put yeah, we're gonna do our it. best. We're gonna do our best. So uh, again, this is one shining podcast live from Summer League. We're gonna do a full recap Sunday night. Go check that out. Appreciate everyone listening. Appreciate all the friends of the program and we will see you monday morning we're gonna record sunday night but the show will come out on monday so we'll see you then thanks so much for listening and uh yeah enjoy the rest of summer league go watch it on espn if the audio works